Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's done it again. Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut. Aguero. Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City. Leicester City are the champions of England. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Noren. With me is Polly Quistel. We'll see if there's any sirens today, as there usually is in New York City. There shouldn't be. If we can get Polly's connect, Polly, don't touch anything now, because now I can hear you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I got, I just brought it back. Okay. But I'm not in New York, so uh, um, there shouldn't be sirens. No sirens. Where are you in the great wide world? I'm in my mom's. I'm in my mom's house in northern New Jersey, which is in a nice little suburb, and it's like on the edge of town. So there's, unless there's an emergency for one of my neighbors, there's literally no reason to hear a siren. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, no Elliot here today, but he has a, done a mobile take on Arsenal, so you'll get to listen to that towards the end of the show. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the things that happened midweek and the big news as far as managers goes, that's Alan Pardew joining West Brom and Big Sam Allardyce joining Everton. Uh, which one do you want to do first, Polly? Do you want to start with uh, Pardew? Let's let's start with Pardew because that happened first, and then we'll talk Big Sam because we both have so much fun to say, yes. fun stuff to say about that. Yeah. So Alan Pardew joins West Brom on a two and a half year contract, lasting until the end of the 2019-20 season. Last the you know last time we saw Pardew that was as manager of Crystal Palace, where he had, I would say a decent win winning percentage of forty point two. He was he made an FA Cup final and that's the last time we truly saw Pardew. Yeah. Ooh, that is dance. It, yeah. That this dance. is all right. We need we need Elliot here for this for this particular segment because this is exactly what pisses off uh, probably all of us. But Elliot the most is the managerial merry-go-round in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. Of failed manager, uh, but he's managed a bunch of teams in the Premier League. He's had some success, but overall not a lot. Like, you know, what's his success? Uh, I I was the manager of Crystal Palace, and we stayed up for a year. And then the next year, we got off to a bad start, and I got fired. And then I went to another club, and I was the manager there, and we had a good year. And then the next year, we didn't do so well, and I got fired. Yeah, it, it, it's... It, yeah, I don't, I don't like it when it's the same names being recycled over and over again. And we see that in a lot of other sports, too. And, you know, if we talk soccer, not just the Premier League, I mean, there's... I don't know how much... You may not pay too much attention to the South American leagues, but in, like, Brazil and Argentina, there's a couple of names. I mean, they just keep switching clubs. Well, I mean, it's the same thing in the championship. The championship is... Every year, it's the same managers. It's just that it's they're with different clubs, but it 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 just it's so weird. Like, who are the most in demand managers right now in the Premier League? Like, whose name was linked with these clubs when they fired managers? Sean Dyche is Sean Dyche a, a, an old manager? 
No, he's a new young guy. Um, whose name is always thrown out there? Eddie Howe, young guy. It's amazing that these old guys who we know exactly what they are, they just if they're it's like NFL kickers. Like once you make it for three years, if you get caught, there's always another team that'll give you a chance. But mm-hmm. if you're a young guy and you get fired, that's it. It's like you're done. Yeah, because like you said, we've seen Daisha's name thrown around. We've seen Marco Silva, his name was thrown around a little too. But I don't see why he would leave Watford already for, you know, a club like Everton that is in full crisis mode prior to the midweek. Mark Hughes, he's already made it into the uh, merry-go-round. Like if if it doesn't work out, whenever it doesn't work out for him or whatever team he's at, he finds himself a new team. Uh, Like Claude Poole's in there now. It's... It's ridiculous. Like, you, what happened to teams saying, like, hey, let's take a shot on a young manager? Because it's working for the teams that have done it. Yeah, and wh- I mean, when are we going to see, you know, we might be a little biased here, but when are we going to see Ryan Giggs? That's a, that's a different story. I, I, I think that's kind of a different story. Like, wh- Sean Dykes, where was Sean Dykes before Burnley? What was he doing? And that's a genuine question. I don't know his biography. I have no idea. I would have to Google was, that. Give me did a second. He, did he manage? Was he a manager? Is, is, was this his first gig? But also... Oh, he was, at, he was at Watford. Okay. So he was at Watford. So he had a chance. And they were not in the Premier League at the time. No. And then he went to Burnley, who were not in the Premier League. So he brought them up. And now he's finding his legs. Um, what's his face? Eddie Howe took over Bournemouth when they were in, like, League Two. And brought them up to the premier league so i will say why does i will give you this like why does ryan Giggs keep getting passed over but i will also say like okay like premier league teams have a reason to pass over ryan Giggs. like i would if ryan Giggs went to scotland or um or anywhere else or even in the championship and just had some had some ground or like you know the second division in france anywhere else where he just managed a team for a year or two and and found some success where he just he knows how to go about the every the everyday part of the season, then yeah, by all means, take your chance on it. He's never really had that because his stint as a manager was awkward because he was a player manager and he discussed how it was there were a lot of difficulties in it because he wasn't just picking a team. He wasn't just picking 18 players to go. He was picking his teammates. Yeah. And then the following year, you know, like he's the assistant manager under Louis van Gaal, but a lot of those are still the guys that he played with. So, you know, yes, I do think that Ryan Giggs would would command respect of a, of a dressing room when he walks in because of all he's achieved as a player. But there are plenty of players that have that have been very good players and failed as coaches. So go somewhere small, get, you know, have – you don't have to win a trophy or anything, but just have a modicum of – success and understand what what you are going to go through throughout an entire season yeah no absolutely and i i think like you said it might be better for him to take a championship side or scotland sure why not and work his way up from there uh pardue joining west brom though they sit just above the drop with 12 points their form has been absolutely awful uh, they got a two-two draw midweek against Newcastle, so uh, <laughs> and I mean it's, it's also it it just it doesn't move the needle like no. because like what's Pardew's what's Pardew's stick like like you know like when United signed Mourinho we knew what they were going to become we knew they were going to become this team that's going to try to nick one no wins and has the ruthlessness when they're at home 
to beat a bad team 4-5-0, but when they go on the road against a big club, it's going to be ugly. When City signed Pep, we knew what they were going to become. And, like, if someone signs Tony Pulis, you know what they're going to become. And as the segue here, when you sign Big Sam, you know what that team is going to become. What is Pardew's M.O.? It's just like, what am I supposed to get excited about here? Nothing. He's going to try and shore up the defense and then win one nothing or get a draw. And, and you know what the fu- so I'm, I'm. But it's going to be it's going to be that that we've spoken about that boring philosophy of playing not to lose. Pardew was the manager at Newcastle when they had like Hatem Ben Arfa and they like did really well, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember hearing this story a couple weeks ago. I can't tell you how serious it was, but. Um, that was when Newcastle had a bunch of French players. Like, you know, they had Hatem Ben Arfa, they had David Santa, and they had, they had a bunch of different guys, and they had a translator who apparently the translator was just some Newcastle fan who spoke French, and these guys didn't speak a word of English. So Pardew would go there in the team talk and discuss these play-not-to-lose tactics, and the translator would go out there and just say, yeah, go at him, go attack, attack, attack. Oh, that's funny. And that's where they found their success. <laughs> That's really funny. I hope that's true. And I mean, that's a dream job for any fan, really. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that that would be kind of awesome. Uh, but yeah, I don't. There, I think they're in real danger of of just falling out here. I mean, lucky for them, West Ham, the, Swansea, the and Crystal of, Palace are so the bad. Of, the loss of Darren Fletcher really hurt them. But for oh, yeah. for West Brom to put out, to like announce as a club, like we have the most talented players that we've ever had get out of here yeah get out of here guys yeah and i mean they have you know solomon rondon he's good for a couple of goals but he's also one of those players that are very wasteful he I mean, burns a lot had, of good chances remember when they had uh had a burr you know and like yes. he was a thing like that and like he was a thing he was so good yeah for like a hot second yeah and then you know, he wanted to leave. They put him on the bench, and he rotted away, pretty much. Okay, yeah. so Big Sam coming in 18 months on his contract. I mean, first and foremost, though, do you think Pardew was going to stay until the end of his contract? Uh, I don't uh, – will he stay? Staying implies it's his choice. Okay, will he get fired before the end of the 2019 Will he, will he live out his contract? I don't think so. No. I don't but think so either. 18 months, like you just said, Big Sam, 18 months at Everton. That's a ridiculous contract. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's just, a ridiculous contract. That is a contract. That's just... You know what that is? Because we discussed this previously a couple weeks ago when we said he's interested in the United States job because if he takes a club job, he forfeits all that money that Crystal Palace owes him. So right now what he's doing is putting an extra year on that contract so that when he's not Everton's manager next year, he's still getting that kickback somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's just making sure he he gets he gets those pounds rolling into his bank account. Yeah, this is because, this is such yeah. a short term solution, and they should have just signed him for the remainder of the season. And I mean, like you said, the odds of him being Everton manager next season very slim. It's it's not a good move for the club. Like it's a dumb move for the club. And we so as we were just complaining about the managerial merry-go-round and how Alan Pardew gets a job, it's the exact opposite here. Like, you know, Big Sam will always find a job because Big Sam actually has an MO and he has had success. His success is not... So back in the day when he used to uh, actually manage clubs for more than a year, it's he eventually would get fired because the team said, well, 
you saved off relegation. And then the following year, you finished 14th. And then we finished 11th. And now it's like we want to finish 8th. And we're back to we're, – we're fighting it out in 13th. They would fire him because they would get too big for their britches. Yeah. Or they would get too big for their boots. And, you know, that's, it's the same thing that happened to Owen Coyle over at, uh, at Bowen. Or no, to Big Sam at Bowen. Is you got too big for your boots and your ambitions grew – bigger than what your manager is and what your club is. Oh, yeah. But now, Big Sam's thing is, I will not get you relegated. And his whole thing is, he'll come in in the middle of the season, he will make sure you don't get relegated, and then don't bring him back next year. Whether it's, I mean, strangely, it's because he got the England job, so he left Sunderland, and then he retired because he left Crystal Palace. But, like, that's pretty much what it is. He said he said this summer, I don't want to manage professional, I don't want to manage club players anymore. And already you've changed your mind because there's a need and you fill that need and you will save up relegation for Everton. And then in the summer, they can regroup and find a manager that offers them a long-term solution. It's almost exactly the same thing right now as, as the U.S. Like, why? Don't rush. Don't rush into hiring a manager right now. Wait till after the World Cup and then look for something long-term. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, if you look at his resume, too, you mentioned the Bolton days. He was there between October 1999 and April 2007. So that was his longest stint at any club. And then it was his... Oh, so it was Owen Coyle that got that got sacked after... Well, they were... Bolton were really good. And then, and then Johnny Evans came and, and messed up Stu Holden. And Bolton won two games. Or didn't win again, I don't think, for the rest of the year. And, like, dropped from 8th to, like, 14th. And then his stint at West Ham was fairly long to June 2011 to May 2015. But other than that, I mean, he's not, he's not been very long at any place. And, he, but he start, he took over West Didn't he take over West Ham right after they were relegated? Uh, June 1st, 2011. sounds like the year that they got relegated. Might be, yeah. Uh, and so I think he took them back from the championship and back into the Premier League. Yeah, he does have a 100 win percentage still with England. He's got it. Dude, people forget Rooney Rooney and Big Sam together have never lost a match. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of Wayne Rooney segue, a, Rooney! a beautiful, I didn't find out, beautiful I didn't hat find trick. Out that, I didn't find out that he had a hat trick until like 7.30 p.m. last night because I was busy working. And if that's what being an adult is, then I want no part of it. Yeah, that, that's what it is. I mean, 4 nothing win for Everton against West Ham here midweek. Rooney with three of the goals, the third one from inside his own half. Uh, with, I mean, it's a bad clearance by the goalie, but man, that precision. Man, it, wasn't a clearance. it wasn't a clearance by the goalie. That was like a last grasp. Like, yeah. I just got to get rid of the ball. So, like, you can't fault the goalkeeper. But, oh, man, the precision of that shot. And then you sit there and you go... Man, is this like the nicest shot Rooney's ever hit in his life? And then you go, uh, probably not. Nope. There's some and other ones like, up there. Right. And then you just sit there and you're like, all right, is it the nicest uh is it the nicest goal he's ever scored against West Ham? Probably not. No. Is this the nicest shot um that he's hit from midfield? I don't know. Like, that's how ridiculous it is. Like, it's he's done this before. Yeah, I mean, he still has his moments, and you know, he hasn't. It isn't his fault that Everton have been this poor this season. So, how many goals is that for him this year in the in the league? That's is is he on seven now? Uh, let me check real quick. Scoring race. Rooney is on seven. Yes. 
And I said he'd get 15. Yeah, so well on. We're about halfway. Yeah, about halfway. And he's a form player. Once he gets on form, boom, 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 they come. Yep. Yeah, we'll see how it goes under Big Sam here. But, yeah, it's going to be enough to keep him above the drop for sure. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about Spurs and their struggles. So stick around. And we're back. The Big Losers Midweek. Undoubtedly, Tottenham falling down to seventh after losing two to one on the road against Leicester. And Mar- Maurizio Pochettino came out and said that they're fatigued. And I say, if you're fatigued after 14 league games and you know some Champions League action, man, are you in trouble? You are, but I don't think he's wrong, and I don't think it's exclusive to Tottenham. If you like, it's I I predicted last in the midweek. I know I. I was the great mobile take where I said Seb's going to read my picks and I never put them in until yes. until uh, after <laughs> after you guys recorded. I actually predicted a lot of draws because if you watched last weekend's games, a lot of the teams looked a little leggy. Um, they all looked a little fatigued, which is why I thought United would struggle. I wasn't surprised to see Chelsea only getting a 1-0 win. I thought Liverpool would struggle. Uh, they didn't. Arsenal, I... I you always have to catch Arsenal catches fire every so often and you have to catch it when it happens. And I missed it, but, but they're in that hot streak right now, which will make this Sunday's or Saturday's game. Interesting because Mourinho like doesn't really lose to Arsenal that often. Yeah. Am it, I right about Yeah. It will be very interesting, but I mean, just looking at the league form here, but, they only have one win in their last five. Right. That's, that's the issue is, is they're not winning league games and injuries have not helped them. They have rotated the squad a bit. They have, you know, if it's also it 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 is an advantage when United can go to uh, Basel and not play Nemanja Matic and, and rotate the squad heavily. And yeah, they ended up losing on a last minute goal, but that didn't hurt them. That's an advantage. Whereas Tottenham are you know they're playing Real Madrid and, and Dortmund every week, like in the Champions League. That's going to take a lot more out of you. Or, you know, when United play, um, who did they play beforehand in the home game? Uh, CSKA. No, they don't play CSKA. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. So, like, when you play a home game against CSKA Moscow, that's a lot different of a challenge than Spurs who have to play a home game against Dortmund or Real. So that part has played an effect on them. But the real, real, real issue here is Toby Alderweireld. And not having him has been the Achilles heel for Spurs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's one of the better defensemen in the league. So that that's no... It's not no. even It's not even just like his defense. It's not what he brings to the back. It's his organization. And really what it is, is his passing. And uh, I've, I read a tweet somewhere. I forgot who it was from. I'd love to give him credit. Um, it was over the weekend when watching the games. And it just said like, when Alderweireld is there, it really showcases what Eric Dyer does well. And when he's not there, it shows what Eric Dyer is lacking mm-hmm. and what, what Eric Dyer is missing. But, you know, you can't say this is this. Toby Alderweireld is literally the, you know, like in the NFL when the MVP just goes to Tom Brady every year. But really, the actual most valuable player in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers, because when he gets hurt, as you see this season, the Packers absolutely stink. Uh, the Premier League does does the right thing. They just do player of the season, which is best player, whatever. Toby Alderweireld is the most valuable player in the Premier League. Mm. When he goes down, he's more valuable than Paul Pogba. 
when he goes down, Spurs are a shadow of themselves. Yeah, and I mean, the same can be said about Harry Kane. I think those two are so valuable for Spurs. So you say that about Harry Kane, except he did go down in March last year and they still won those games. Mm-hmm. They didn't score as many goals, but that was when people said, you know, today it was Sun Hung Ming. The next day it was Christian Eriksen. Yeah. They were they were pulling out the wins. When all the Royals are out, that's a problem. Yeah, we'll see how Spurs fare. They go up against Watford on the road here on Saturday. Uh, the big game over the weekend, though, is the uh, Premier League podcast derby between Arsenal and Manchester United. Of course, Elliot isn't here, so you'll be... He's scared. He's running away. Yeah, he, he is. Knows. He is scared. He knows how- he knows how in Wenger's head Jose Mourinho is. Yeah, so Arsenal coming off in a you know a very good five nothing win over Huddersfield, whereas Manchester United had a little goal bonanza of their own, a four two win over Watford on the road. I mean, this game at least I think is going to be somewhat entertaining. I don't think Mourinho is going to play his super negative tactics in this one. I'm trying to think if Fellaini is going to end up in this field. Although, Fellaini has to be hurt, right? Because he wasn't even in the 18. He must on. be. So, I mean, hopefully he does. Hopefully, Ashley Young stays on fire. What yeah. has gotten into Ashley Young? I have no idea. I, I, I saw his goals because I missed the first half. I saw his goal. I saw he scored twice, and I, my jaw hit the fourth. Then I, I, I see the highlight, and I'm like, why is Ashley Young taking a free kick? And you see, like, the nicest free kick United have hit since, uh, like, Robin Van Persie was there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, why hasn't he been taking free kicks all season? Why are we letting Rashford, who's terrible at them, might be good at them one day, but right now he's terrible at them, or Pogba, who hits it 30 yards over the bar every time. Why are we letting them do it? Like, put Ashley Young on the field and let him take these things. Um, I... Yeah, I guess nobody in Arsenal's midfield scares me enough to, to think that Mourinho would go 4-3-3. Yeah. See, here's the thing. When Mourinho goes to Chelsea, you know, it's a big team and that's a, I'm going to play not to lose. Mm-hmm. When he goes to Anfield, that's a, I want to keep a clean sheet at, at, at Liverpool. So we're, I will, the, the number one thing is we don't concede a goal and anything else that happens on the other end, I don't care about. Arsenal's different because he wants to beat Arsene Wenger. Yeah, I mean, that's the one of the bigger managerial rivalries, I would say. Yeah. I, so, I, like, I would... I think when we go to City, he's going to play negative. Uh, he, he never beats Pep anyway. He, he definitely wants to beat Pep, but he never does. Yeah. He always beats Arsene Wenger, and I think he really very much wants to. Um, so, I, I would expect them to, to come out with that the normal... Um, the normal Matic and Pogba in the midfield with, with Mata and Rashford. Um, maybe Mark, probably, you know what? Probably go back three and go Valencia because Lindelof's been playing well. Mm-hmm. And then go back three and, and then you, you throw Young out there with uh, with Valencia. And then who's your midfield? You have Mata, you have. Pogba and Matic and then Rashford and, and Lukaku up top. Or maybe he'll he'll keep it up with the uh with maybe the he'll keep strikers? throwing or or throw Martial out there too. Yeah. Or do the you know Mata in the middle with Pogba and, uh, with uh 
Jeez, it's been such a long day. I can't think That's straight at okay. all. <laughs> Rashford and Martial yeah. out wide. Yeah, no, I I think they gotta they gotta use their pace there a little. Uh, Valencia, you know, hopefully he can keep uh, Kolesniak in check because he's been very good for Arsenal. But he I, hasn't very good. Uh, what's we call Lacazette left the game hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like it's good, to, you know, Rashford didn't start last game. I don't think Martial played last game. It was a heavily rotated side against Watford, whereas Arsene Wenger threw out his best team against Huddersfield and. I don't blame him because, you know, there's no guarantees about go about Huddersfield away. That's a tricky game. You got to really go all out for a win. Yeah. Yeah, it will be a very interesting game. And hopefully it will. Uh, we used to say, hopefully in Sweden, we would say that it would uh, it would invite you to a dance. It's the Swedish saying. So hopefully it will be an entertaining one. Well, it's that at 1230, is... so it'll invite us to the bar at a normal time. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's Saturday, uh, 1230. Um, let's head into our scoring predictions. Uh, going into this match week, which is match week 15. Paulie, you're still in the lead, 113. I'm in second. I've broken the 100-point barrier here, 101. And then Elliot, 81. So it's still a race. It's still a race because we're getting we're getting close to Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know the rules about Christmas. Squeaky bum time. Um, so first out, Chelsea against Newcastle. Uh, I'm going three nothing Chelsea in this one. Two, two, two nil. Two nil. Okay, that's fine. Elliot has not put in his scoreline yet, so if he fails to do so, then it's one nothing to all the home teams. Uh, and that it did happen to him on match week 13 when he did not get the West Ham Leicester game in in time. So. Yeah, but we both picked uh, Leicester, and they drew right. Yep. Yeah, so it it didn't hurt him. No. Then we got Stoke against Swansea. That's going to be a scoreless draw in my book. Give Stoke a goal. 1-0. 1-0 to the Stoke. Yeah, they are at home. So, And then Everton against Huddersfield. I mean, Everton, they have found some form of hope here now and they played one game Come yeah on. but it's also the new manager effect so they're gonna win <sighs> two two nothing don't underestimate new manager effect i'm not i kind of think they're gonna win two uh it just depends on which how much I like two nothing too. I just this is the time I see where Huddersfield are going to die. So you can, um, you can pick it back. That's fine. I will. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Okay. Oh, but yeah, see, here's the problem. I'm not looking at everything. I'm not looking at previous week's results, and I'm mm-hmm. only thinking about this one last game. And I don't like basing it off these because these things change like that. Oh, so they I do. don't like doing it. They do. I like to. I I can't see. I can't see the big board, so I can't see where I need to zag. When everybody else is zigging. Okay, yeah, and Elliot will have a definite advantage here that he gets to see our picks first, and then he can zag all he wants. Uh, Lester, he has to, Elliot has to zag. He's down he by has 20. To. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leicester against Burnley. 1-1. One, one. Both teams are pretty decent. I think they're going to cancel each other out. Leicester's at home. I'm going to... Burnley are top of that form table. Mm-hmm. Got that. I'm gonna go two, two, two to one win over Bournemouth on the road last week or midweek. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go two to one to Burnley. Okay, two to one Burnley. Then we got Bright- for the sake of being different. I'm literally yeah. letting you back in this race. Okay, that's fine by me. Brighton at home to Liverpool. Two no three one Liverpool. Three Salah on fire. I know. Uh... Yeah, no, the three is right, and I'll give them the queen sheet. You give it all, okay. Hmm? Three nothing Liverpool. Then. For the sake of being different. Yeah, yeah. Then Watford against Spurs. I'm gonna say that they drop points again. One one. Ah, you're literally right on. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna play this one safe. Two two, and I know for a fact Spurs are gonna win this game. Okay, two two. Then <sighs> West Brom against Crystal Palace. West Brom at home. First game for Alan Pardew. That means one nothing West Brom. No, Crystal Palace won no. Okay, that's good. We got some different ones here. Then that Arsenal Manchester United game. I'm going three two Manchester United. Two one. Then we'll see what Elliot picks there, but I'm pretty sure he's going to pick Arsenal. Bournemouth. No, I'm pretty sure he will not. <laughs> Bournemouth Southampton. One nothing Southampton. No one one. That's the draw. I'm going to pick 1-0 to Bournemouth. I think Southampton are just deflated from that City game. They might be. 1-0 Bournemouth. And then last out, Manchester City against West Ham at the Etihad. 3-0 Manchester City. Five. Five. Five okay. mm, nice. Okay. Yeah, remember the last time David Moyes went to the Etihad? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, I'm probably not going high enough. <laughs> okay, well, guys, there you have it. We're going to leave you with... Uh, Elliot's mobile take and then we'll talk to you again after the weekend until then make sure to follow us on Twitter I'm Seb Norton Paulie's Picostel Elliot is Keats was better give Foundrick Sports a follow as well and have a good weekend until next time bye bye hey guys this is Elliot coming in with a mobile take since I'm not going to be on the show today I'm sure that Seb and Paulie you guys will be talking a lot about this weekend's premier fixture of course Arsenal Manchester United from a Red Devils perspective, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Arsenal, who are, of course, coming off a big 5-0 win against Huddersfield from Wednesday night, their biggest win of the season so far. Uh, I mean, it was a game that was a little closer than the scoreline suggests, as Arsenal took the lead in just the third minute through a fantastic flick on by Ramsey and a great goal by Lacazette, but then it was, you know, it was a little cagey. They didn't put the game to bed until about the... 60th minute, but then, you know, a flurry of three goals inside four minutes really uh, put their stamp on the occasion. However, you know, they they should be flying high on confidence after a win like that, right? But now at the same time, there are some big injury and lineup questions for Arsene Wenger ahead of the game against United this weekend. Now, in particular, uh, Alexander Lacazette, who opened the scoring for Arsenal, went off at halftime with a groin problem. And Wenger is already, you know, even just in the post-match press conference, ruled Lacazette out against United. Now, that's gonna that's gonna make a team selection up front a little bit interesting. I think that what's what I would like to see would be Alexis playing in that central forward role. Uh, I mean, he's flourished there in the past. I think he's pretty much inarguably our most dangerous goal scorer going forward. Certainly without Lacazette. Um, so I would like to see him up front flanked by 
uh, front three rounded out by, of course, Mesut Ertzel, playing both at home and healthy from illness last weekend. And also, I'd like to see Alex Awobi. So that, I mean, that would be my front three. However, I think what's more likely is that the boss picks Alexis and Ertzel on the wings and starts Danny Welbeck up front against his old club. Now, we'll, we'll see what happens. However, there's also a bit of a question at the back for Arsenal. Now, this win against Huddersfield not only marked seven of seven victories at home for the Gunners this season, but it also meant that they continued to keep clean sheets with the back three when they're all healthy of Mustafi, Monreal, and Lawrence Koscielny. Uh, I mean, I think that this is certainly the best back line that the Gunners have. The real question is whether or not Laurent Koscielny will remain up to the task, given that he has been nursing an Achilles problem. I mean, you know, he's uh, the oldest of those three defenders, and he's really an important linchpin. All three of them are. You know, you need them all to really be in form when you're playing with the back three. So there, there's some question about whether or not Wenger picks him, you know, and if he does pick him and Koscielny aggravates his Achilles problem, well, boy, then there's whole other big conversations to have as we head into the congested Christmas season fixture time. All right, that'll be it for me today. Get my picks in in the next couple days. We'll see you next week. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details